this inaugural Big 12 meeting between the Sooners and the Bearcats. Uh, I I do know that I'm about an hour and a half, maybe two hours west of Indianapolis. Or I always, whenever I hear Indianapolis, I always think of the Charles Barkley March Madness commercial in the Annapolis. <laughs> uh, good spots for sure. All right, big news, uh, expected news last night for OU fans. They did get the uh, commitment from four-star defensive lineman Danny Okoye, who at one point really uh, Oklahoma wasn't even on his radar in this process, and then things changed. Uh, Miguel Chavis reached out and uh, generated some interest there, and now the rest is history. Danny Okoye is committed to the University of Oklahoma. Here's what he said last night about what separated OU from the rest. I mean, really just the, the relationship I had with all the coaches, you know. Um, the, the coaching staff has always been good to me. Um, just the energy that they have every time we communicate, I can really buy into what Venables is building over there. And, you know, I really just think it's a good fit for me. You know, rumors were flying around. I didn't confirm or deny anything. But, yeah, I've been locked in since the OV. There you go. And uh, for the Sooners now, I saw up to number six in Rivals. And uh, they were number seven in the 247 Sports Composite Rankings, number eight in the uh, On Three Rankings. But I don't think On Three, Oklahoma, they had Oklahoma with 23 commitments still. So uh, this is a huge get for OU. And you think about this uh, defensive line class, the power line now coming together, five-star David Stone, Four stars and Nigel Smith and Danny Okoye and Wyatt Gilmore. You get Jaden Jackson. Maybe, maybe you might be able to flip Williams Winery. Even if they don't, this is still an excellent defensive line class. And this is the kind of stuff, again, you're not going to get everybody. You're not going to get everybody. Uh, and who knows what's going to happen with Winery. But, um, Parker, this is still the kind of defensive line class that Sooner fans have been waiting to see. Uh, arrive in Norman, and, uh, you know, here it is coming to fruition. And it's, I, I imagine many fans right now, Steely, are just excited to see this taking shape, actually materializing in front of their faces, because we've talked about it for a long, long time, the way that this 2024 class was destined to come together, especially on the defensive line. And here it is right in front of you, Danny Okoye, the latest edition. And the Sooners are actually up to no- number five in the rivals ranking steely so we're talking about a top five class here we're talking about a program that has officially cracked the top five of the 2024 class rankings and you look at this hall man we were talking about it this morning on the ou insider under the visor pregame podcast but most other years nigel smith would be far and away the most ballyhooed defensive line commit you had at oklahoma and in this particular group, Steely, he, he's the one that you hardly even talk about. And part of that is because he doesn't really put himself out there, doesn't do a lot of camps, he's really just a Friday night grinder. But amidst all the hullabaloo about David Stone and, of course, the soap opera that was the Danny Okoye recruitment and the Sooners and Miguel Chavis digging their way back into that one against all odds, you have a guy in Nigel Smith who's a top 100 player nationally and probably isn't getting the press he deserves among Sooner fans, which just tells you how much the narrative has shifted regarding Oklahoma's ability to recruit the defensive line since Venables and this staff got into town. 
Yeah, I loved uh, David Stone, clearly is all in, and a lot of people thought, you know, Miami was right there down the stretch, and uh, he talked about, you know, picking Oklahoma, and that last call from Todd Bates certainly made a difference uh, in getting David Stone. If somebody really had to get when you're going to the SEC, you've got to get a kid like that uh, that is tied to the state of Oklahoma. You, you just got to get that kid, and they did. But I love one of the Missouri fans on uh, Twitter last night. Hey, come join Winery, you know, here at the zoo. And he said, uh, no, period. That was it. So uh, I, I guess, again, what you look at now and what we're talking about with the uh, the leftovers out there that are some pretty good, you know, like Thanksgiving-quality leftovers uh, that are still out there for Oklahoma, Grant Bricks, Michael Boganowski, Devin Jordan, Eddie Pierre-Louis, uh, you know, if you want to really hope for a, a Hail Mary, Terry Bussey or Jordan Seaton or somebody like that, but very unlikely there. But of the uh, the others out there, realistically, who are you thinking, if you had to say right now Oklahoma's going to get this kid, of the guys that are still out there, who would you add to this list for OU? Well, obviously, Daniel Akinkunmi is the easiest answer. Yeah, right? I, I totally I, forgot about Akinkunmi. I'll, I'll just my bad. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll go ahead and gloss over that one because we all kind of understand where that one's headed. But right now, I I really do think Michael Boganowski ends up at Oklahoma, and that's just kind of been my feeling. I don't. I, it's hard to say why it's dragged out this long, one way or another, because the kid's going to have to make the call either way and i'm not sure what else he has to see from both of these programs because he's been to oklahoma and he's been to kansas state a zillion times a piece but that is one guy that i have faith ends up comes to shove and the decision does get made uh outside of that man I, I do like where they stand with devon jordan i mentioned that yesterday seems like oklahoma's on the right trajectory as far as that is concerned and that would take him up to 26 commits in the class now they're going to want at least one more offensive lineman, ideally two. Bricks and EPL, those are your two top targets right now, two most realistic targets. They're going to take their swing at Jordan Seaton. I find it very difficult to believe that he ends up in Oklahoma's class. But you got a shot with Bricks and EPL. That could potentially push your class up to 28 commits. Any way you slice it, we're talking about a huge 2024 class, not just in terms of talent, but in terms of overall numbers, in terms of critical mass for Oklahoma, and that Steely, I, I don't know that's I don't know if that's been talked about enough, and I am as culpable as anyone in that regard because it's what I get paid to talk about primarily. But you have to recruit big classes like this one, especially as you prepare for a move to the SEC, and as you continue the process of flipping around because. If you're trying to overhaul this talent, Okay, I think we're having a little issue with uh, Parker there for a minute. He's sounding like the uh, supercomputer HAL 9000 from 2001 Space Odyssey. So uh, Parker's breaking up a little bit. We'll try and get a better connection there. But he's talking about the the quantity of this class as well. And, uh, you know, it could push up to 27, maybe 28. When you look at Akin Kunmi, the big offensive lineman who I completely left off the list like an idiot, um, is going to be, looks like, in Oklahoma Sooner. And then you have Bricks and Boganowski and Devin Jordan, the union defensive back, Eddie Pierre-Louis. And, uh, you know, so it could, uh, it is going to be big, a big class, too. 
packed with some pretty good talent, obviously. Uh, Sooner fans, you, you think about, you know, getting David Stone, getting Taylor Tatum. You've got a couple of five stars. You got a trio of five stars a year ago. And Brent and this staff backing up last year's number four ranked high school class with another class that uh, could very easily end up in the top five. And as Parker said, I saw number six today in Rivals. Maybe I didn't refresh the page, but because uh, uh, Travis was talking about they would jump to number five in Rivals with the uh, Okoye commitment last night, which did go Oklahoma's way. So, again, another uh, outstanding class uh, put together uh, so far by Brent and company. All right, so we will uh, – Try and get uh, reconnected with Parker. Started out great, and then, uh, you know, it's the digital age, ladies and gentlemen. We don't do analog anymore, so sometimes uh, the signal gets a little bit messy and Parker's traveling on the road, so uh, I'm sure we'll get it reconnected. All right, here at Cavens Group, uh, by the way, I think I know I got the uh, 800 number wrong. I'm an idiot. 800-594-4437. That's 800 500 944-4437, online at cavensgroup.com. Gary will join us a little bit later on. We'll find out what's happening here at Cavens Group. And we've got a lot more to talk about. Hour number one, presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Tim Lasher, great Sooner, big-time company, 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, sponsoring our first hour. When we get back, Joel Klatt will be doing the game with Gus Johnson and Jenny Taft this weekend on Fox. Big noon Saturday will be at Nippert Stadium for the Oklahoma-Cincinnati matchup. Sooners favored by 14.5 in this game with the Bearcats, but uh, we're going to hear from Joel Klatt when we get back, and you know what? Sounds like he really likes what he's seeing from Oklahoma. We'll have that coming up next right here on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, we are back here at Cavens Group on a Thursday. Good to have you with us, Cavens Group. They are the best at what they do. New 800 number, 800-594-4437 in Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612, online at Cavens Group. They are the best. Emergency response, environmental group, they are uh, the very best at, you know, doing fire response, water losses, mold remediation, crime scene, emergency board up. You can look at this roster and you can look at what this team has done so far, and it's clear that they're better. There is no doubt. They have more depth. Brent and the coaches have talked about competitive depth ad nauseum, you know, since last spring. It, why wouldn't they? They're excited about it because they didn't have a lot of depth a year ago. So I get it. And you add, you know, a lot of guys who've made plays coming in through the portal that are already doing good things for Oklahoma. You add three, five stars. Peyton Bowen looks like an absolute superstar. You th- you saw the NFL throw that Jackson Arnold had to Nick Anderson last week, and P.J. Adabare is already looking like, you know, he he's – He's everything yeah, that he's been cracked Adibawara up to be. P.J. Adabarabwa. Yeah, I'm just going to say P.J. I'm just going with P.J. from now on. P.J. So Parker is back, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully we'll have our technical issues figured out here, but uh, it sounds good. Uh, I don't know if you got to hear the Joel Klatt stuff, but uh, if you did, what do you make about oh, what Joel Klatt is saying? That'll you. Well, I, look. 
Joel Klatt is one of those guys that is typically high on Oklahoma, so you have to put a certain filter on it. I understand it's nice to hear good things about your program, but Joel Klatt is typically, he's one of those guys that has a strong opinion of Oklahoma as is, but I think a lot of what he's saying holds a lot of water and holds merit because if Oklahoma beats Texas against Eli, I think the question becomes who's stopping this team, if not Texas, as long as they keep their nose down and maintain this current trajectory. Yeah, and uh, again, what I want to know on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is where are you guys with your belief in this football team? And, uh, you know, your confidence level, uh, not only on this game, but on where this program is right now on a scale of 1 to 10 and why. Because I, I think you've got some fans out there, and you're always going to have the fans of, man, whatever Oklahoma does, uh, you know, oh, yeah, they're coming back. It's, you know, everything's going to be everything's going to be great. And then you have the uh, the Boomer Doomers where, you know, Dylan Gabriel's horrible and Ethan Downs is horrible and, you know, this team's going to crater and have another horrible season. Uh, so you got the two extremes, but for the people out there that are, you know, more realistic, where are you? Do you still have some PTSD left over from last year? Like when it comes to the Cincinnati game this weekend, because I think this is a much better Oklahoma football team. But what I want to know again, more than anything else, if Emory Jones, you know, breaks loose on a long touchdown run early in the game or, you know, they're in a tight game in the third quarter and, and somebody busts and uh, one of the Cincinnati receivers gets wide open for a touchdown pass and the Sooners have to come back and answer the bell. Now, they did it at home against SMU when they were threatened, but are you confident, uh, you know, that this football team has that ability? Because last year they did not. When things got tough, the uh, the going got tough. Instead of Sooner magic, it was Sooner tragic. In a lot of those games, like I said, three and zero start a year ago, finished three and seven. Dylan Gabriel not playing, and some of those games obviously was huge. But uh, do you have faith that this Oklahoma team is different and will respond differently this year? That's what I want to know. What are you thinking, Parker? I mean, we really we don't know until it plays out. But what's your confidence level right now? I see some things about this team and in this team through three weeks that I didn't see a year ago and I think they're playing with a certain swagger that they just didn't have a year ago Steely so again like I am reserving judgment until we see this team I would say make it through the next three game stretch Cincinnati Iowa State and especially Texas will tell us a lot about where this program is headed but right now I like where they're headed I like what I've seen I like the dominance defensive effort that we have seen not just on a team level but on an individual level from guys like danny stutzman and peyton bowen at times i i'm encouraged by the direction of oklahoma football through their first three games but again i i do think this game this weekend against cincinnati is going to give us our first real glimpse our first real insights at how they're going to match up with teams that are truly on their level or close to it from a recruiting and talent standpoint. Yeah, I'm with you, and uh, it's going to be the uh, toughest test yet. We've talked about it. Uh, I think we both think that SMU's pretty good offensively, and I'm not sure how good they are defensively, but I think that offense is going to score some points, and the Sooners held them to 11, and some of that was bend but don't break, but whenever they needed to make a big play, the bottom line, 
points on the scoreboard, right? And SMU only got 11 against Oklahoma. So, all right, let's open up the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Parker, I don't know if you're in your situation you're available to do text today. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Uh, maybe we can get David to do those. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. On the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, uh, what is your level of, uh, you know, belief in this Oklahoma football team? Are you still stressed? Do you still have some flashbacks to a year ago? Why will it be different? Or if you feel the other direction, uh, you know, what do you think about Oklahoma and their ability to go on the road and get this done and, uh, you know, cover the point spread against Cincinnati, which is 14 and a half. So we'll get to your text coming up next, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Those were the Ortho Central clips of the day, the clips from Joel Klatz, Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now that spot in the Tri-City area, Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics do a great job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. We are coming right back right here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, we are back here at Cavens Group. Gary has arrived. He'll join us here uh, about 1 o'clock for five or six minutes. Tell us what's happening here at Cavens Group. The one and only Duke the Wonder Dog is also out here currently napping, enjoying today's radio broadcast. Extremely thrilled. Has not moved in, uh, in half an hour. All right, good to have you with us. Parker's on the road. I am here at Cabin's. We got David running the ship back there for us in the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings studios. All right, uh, we are going to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet tax line, 405-651-3439. In just a second, 405-651-3439. Did get a uh, tweet from Kenny. Kenny says, this is the game to start easing the well it is just like last year feeling cincinnati is in the same spot as kansas state last year lose the week prior to ou ou's three and oh and a mobile quarterback with experience yeah kansas state lost to tulane i think was it the season opener for k-state and they came in second game of the year it was the second game of the year so kenny is right right there on the money and i think what he's saying is you know this is it's the same kind of spot except they're on the road I don't think the Cincinnati team is as good as that Kansas State team of a year ago, which eventually would win the Big 12 championship. But he's right. There are a lot of similarities except for where they're playing the game. So this could be that game where that eases the tension from a lot of Sooner fans. And I know Cincinnati's fired up. We'll hear from Scott Satterfield from his uh, coaches show the other night. Uh, Coming up next hour, talking about the environment and how big it is for Cincy, all of that stuff. But – uh, I think Kenny makes a pretty good point because there 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 are some similarities that he points out right there, don't you, Parker? Yeah, and I on a somewhat similar note, really good text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line from one of our nine one eight listeners who said uh, their confidence is seven out of ten in this team, and they said optimistic things are trending in a positive direction. Culture change is the biggest thing that's taking place. And getting rid of the old mindset of crumbling when things go bad. And that's another thing I'm really curious to see, Steely. When this team is up against adversity, which they really haven't faced, at least not legitimately so far this year, how are they going to respond? Because 
that texture is spot on. Last year in 2022, one thing that marked the Sooners' campaign was a complete inability to deal with negative momentum and reverse those trends. And so when when it rained, it poured for that 2022 football team. How is this 2023 team going to handle adversity when it comes their way, and are they going to be able to respond and rebound the way that that team last year simply didn't have the belief and the self-confidence to do? Yeah, exactly. And, look, there are a lot of guys that are making plays for Oklahoma right now, you know, the newcomers, that weren't on that team, that may not – they don't have that in the back of their mind. But there are enough guys that did play last year where when things uh, got tough, again, it didn't go Oklahoma's way, whether it was mistakes or busts or turnovers or not winning a battle on third or fourth down. Those are the things that Oklahoma didn't do well a year ago. Now their third down and fourth down efficiency this year is really good. But, again, I, you know, you look at the opposition and you can't take that out of the equation. But uh, the last thing you need to do when you get the guys on this roster who did play a year ago, the fan base, to get that bitter taste out of, you know, their collective mouths after a year ago because it was nasty. And now you get this good feeling back. You're feeling good. All right, we, we're turning this ship around, man. We got to take this to the SEC. And we, we can't go through stormy waters again. You know, it can't happen. Um, and then if you bumbled and stumbled around and lose this game, I don't think you go back to square one because you have more options player-wise this year. But in terms of, you know, that, that thought in the back of the, the minds of some of those players is back, man. Why, why can't, you know, here we go again. So this is a obviously a hugely important game for Oklahoma to continue to reestablish a mindset of we're Oklahoma. You know, there's a reason the phrase Sooner Magic exists, and uh, they need some more of that. All right, what else do we have, Parker? Frisco Sooner, I really like what I have seen so far, but I just don't see how someone couldn't be a little guarded after what happened last year. I think the two things we can all agree on is, one, this appears to be a totally different OU team this year with much more depth on defense. Two, OU has played absolutely no one to this point. I would equate SMU to Nebraska last year. Let's see what happens on Saturday. Thoughts? Yeah, I think there are, there's a lot of good points in there. And, uh, again, Cincinnati, I, you know, Brent, we played the clip, don't undersell Cincinnati. They're, they're still really good. They had like 560 yards total offense last week. They died in the red zone, turned it over in the red zone. Emory Jones threw an interception in that second overtime that ended the game. But uh, this is clearly going to be the most talented team the Sooners have played, and uh, it's going to be the biggest challenge. So, uh, like I said, I do think, though, that if Oklahoma does, does what it's been do, doing so far, you know, making the clutch plays, and for the most part, you know, I know there were some busted uh, busted assignments in that second quarter defensively last week, but they should be able to go and, and win this football game. Bottom line, and, uh, you know, a really good night, go out there and cover the spread. So we'll see. John from Tulsa says, not going to lie, I'm pretty freaking nervous for Saturday. All I can think about is 2022, which is terrible. With that being said, I love everything I've seen so far on both sides. I just hope our numbers so far don't lie. Boomer. And then Blue of 918, not Blue of Earth, but Blue of 918, says, OU definitely needs to be well prepared for Cincy to use the fake injury strategy. 
because it's a big opportunity for a big-time win for their program, CK State last year. Well, you know, uh, one of the things that Scott Satterfield was harping on, and uh, and we're going to play some sound coming up uh, next hour from him from his coach's show the other night. That's new stuff we haven't played yet. Uh, he was talking about, man, there's nobody who runs their offense any faster than Oklahoma. You've got to be ready. You've got to be, you know, uh, you've got to hustle right back because nobody snaps it faster than Oklahoma when they really want to go up tempo. So, yeah, it, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we see a lot of that, to be honest with you. That's, that's one way to combat it. It's, the fans hate it and it shouldn't happen. And you know, it's hard to say, well, this guy, hey, this is an Academy Award, you know, throw a flag in the guy or something. You don't, see that happen but i it it probably will surface some saturday i would think back to the text line here blue whale sooner says after last season i swore myself to zero kool-aid drinking through summer slash fall camp slash early season if the sooners can smack cincy around i'll have a sip no chugging just a sip that's a pretty good strategy right there you know, uh, I think there are a lot of fans that do that and some media members, too. Like, you look, last year I told you guys I, I drank way too much Kool-Aid, way too much. Uh, this year I think that's a really good strategy. You know, it's kind of like if you're going, uh, you know, if you're, you're a party animal and you go to the lake. You know, you just can't start chugging right once you get there. You've got to take it step-by-step, have a long-term strategy. So I think that's pretty good right there. See what happens this weekend. Uh, consume a little Kool-Aid, and but don't drink the whole pitcher yet. Way too early. From a listener in the 405, I especially have PTSD when the other team has third and long. Yeah, oh, you did not handle those situations well last year. Time will tell if things are going to be any different this year. But on that note, another listener from the 918 chimes in to say, I will be more confident when I see us handle a mobile quarterback and win a close game unlike last year. Yeah, third and long and mobile quarterbacks, two things that especially in conjunction have given Oklahoma massive issues in the past. Now, can you put that to bed in 2023 and can you put that to bed on Saturday in Cincinnati against a guy in Emory Jones who can hurt you with his legs. Yeah, so I think this game, if the Sooners go out and get it done, uh, you know, it'd be great. If you really want a great night, go out and cover the spread, win this game by three touchdowns or whatever. But I think Sooner fans, based on what they saw a year ago, they'll take a W. Yeah, they'll just take a W right now. Go out there, make sure you get the win. And that'll put away some of that uh, PTSD from 2022 and all those uh, games that slipped away from Oklahoma. All right, ladies and gentlemen, slip away to Riverwind Casino for the weekend. There's always something happening at Riverwind Casino. Get out there Friday night. We've got more great stuff happening again at the Showplace Theater. They uh, they came back with a, a great show with Earth, Wind, and Fire. We had Collective Soul, Josh Turner in July. Gabriel Iglesias had a couple comedy shows. Dwight Yoakam, Counting Crows in August. We just had uh, Chicago uh, last week. The week before that, we had REO Speedwagon. We have Joe Nichols and Tyler Farr on the Showplace Theater stage this Friday at Riverwind Casino. Get your tickets at the uh, casino box office or at riverwind.com. Don't forget, also, the big drawings are happening Saturday night in the 50K Harvest Winnings promotion. Hopefully, you've been using your wild card. Keep doing that. Get the extra entries, 
and uh, hopefully you will hear your name called and win your share of $50,000 coming up this weekend in cash and bonus play at the one and only Riverwind Casino. All right, break time right here. Back to the text line next hour. We're going to hear from Scott Satterfield, the Cincinnati coach, what he had to say about the Sooners on his radio show uh, the other night. That'll be coming up here in just a little bit on the home of Sooner fans. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. All right, we are back, man. That's a bumper right there. Take me back to the old A-Track days with Sweet and Fox on the run. How about that? You're as old as me, you remember this. All right, welcome back. Mike Steely here at Cavens Group on a Thursday. Gary will join us coming up uh, for a little bit uh, at the top of the hour to tell us what's happening here at Cavens. Parker Thune on the road and uh, once again getting ready for the Sooners and Cincinnati coming up Saturday. Our pregame show begins at 7 a.m. right here on the home of Sooner fans. Cavens Group, the best of the business, 13 years in business now. Uh, in the metro area, you could call them, and I always say, make sure you put this number in your contacts. You never know when you'll need emergency help, and Cavens is the very best. Uh, in Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. And now their uh, toll-free number, 800 594-4437. That's 800-594-4437. Online at cavensgroup.com, C-A-V-I-N-S, cavensgroup.com. All right, Parker, let's uh, let's queue up some more texts and uh, see what the Sooner fans and the Ref Army are thinking out there. All right, to the text line we go. Jim in Arlington says, One of Bud's great teams got food poisoning on a road trip. I hope we pass on the skyline, Jilly. Todd in OKC says, This is a totally different team than we had last year. There's more maturity. There's better leaders in this defense. I think it's for real. If the offense is able to run the ball over 100 yards plus and let Dylan throw it, I think they win by three scores. Les in Hayes, Kansas says, I'm half up the Kool-Aid train, but we have made noticeable improvements. And there are no doubts about that. I have no doubt we'll do very well this week and win. I just want solid play. And then, of course, Gunny says, I've drank a 12-pack of Kool-Aid in the last 15 minutes. Not a surprise there uh, with Gunny. So I I think we're hearing that, yes, from a lot of these fans out there, it it certainly looks like the Sooners are better than a year ago, but they're, they're still leery. There's definitely still some leftover stress from a year ago. But And, Parker, I, I really don't think there's much doubt that they have a lot more options. They have tons more depth. And, you know, the second year in the system, just look at the way that Danny Stutzman's playing, right? How many times – remember last year when everybody was talking about, you know, that one – well, Coach Venables and I – Danny Stutzman was joking, you know, talking about, you know, just one step here or whatever. And people were like, yeah, that's important. Uh, and now Danny Stutzman's playing like an All-American, like he's known this defense for a long time. So um, I, this team is much more equipped to go out and win in an environment um, like this. You know, I'm not sure last year's team would have won that SMU game, right, a year ago. Um, because, you know, like I said, SMU, all of a sudden that's a three-point game, and I'm sure a lot of the OU fans are like, oh, my you know what here we go 
But from that point on, man, all they did was make big plays, both sides of the ball, and uh, and closed it out very impressively. And I understand it's SMU, but, um, you know, that team a year ago very easily could have given up that game at home. All right, let's get a few more in. All right. Scary Gary says, I was going to say, does it get worse? Then I remembered half of my buddies are Oklahoma State fans. Yeah, what what do you think the – what do you think the over-under in that game between Oklahoma State and Iowa State this weekend settles at? Because that might be a first one to 14 type of thing. Yeah, what was the uh, the early, was it like 34, something like that? I haven't seen the uh, the latest, but you talk about two teams uh, struggling, uh, man. And, and the, uh, you know, with Matt Campbell last week nearly coming after that fan and everything. I don't know where it's going to settle, but, um, golly, I couldn't see it getting over, like, 40, right? I'm trying to look and see what the latest is on that. No no chance it gets higher than 40. No, no chance. Ch- yeah, I wouldn't Dean Shaktaw so. says, I just hope we stop seeing the Jekyll and Hyde bit from Lebby this season. The offense looks great one week, then we're asking what the hell was Lebby doing the next. Yeah, and in the preseason, it's always, well, they're holding back. And, I, and look, they don't show everything against uh, – you, you're not going to throw out your, your your playbook, your whole playbook for a matchup against, uh, you know, Arkansas State or Tulsa. But uh, particularly, I thought, in the, uh, the SMU game, it was just very bizarre. Didn't you feel that way in the SMU game? Um but we'll see. They'll, 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 I'm sure they'll have a few wrinkles. 36-and-a-half is what I'm seeing on OSU-Iowa State right now. But um, they'll probably have a few wrinkles this week. But there, there are a lot of wrinkles that are probably still in the Texas bag of tricks, I would think. A listener that I want eight says, the game on Saturday will show the mental makeup of what this Sooner team can be. They clearly have better talent, and BV has more experience under his belt. How he manages the game will be crucial to how far we can go this season along with the talent that's been added. Yeah, game management a year ago wasn't very good. There were times, you know, and and I think we've seen this happen just a couple times this year, but last year, how many times did it look like a fire drill on defense when they're waiting to get the call or they don't get the call, they're not in the right spot? You haven't seen hardly any of that this year. There have been a couple of plays, but not many. So it's a totally different look from that perspective. And, yeah, the, the, you know, the, the, the best Sooner teams have had that mindset on the road. We're Oklahoma. You're not. We're coming here. You know, it's like Baker when he went to Stillwater, right? Run out with a new, with a new crazy mustache and say, you know, the sheriff's here again or whatever. Um, they need, need to develop that kind of mindset. But what, what enhances and brings that mindset back is winning, Winning in games where, you know, you pull one out. And, uh, you know, that that's where Sooner Magic came from with a lot of Switzer's teams. So if they can get this done, they, they just need this, particularly the guys that, you know, were part of those one-possession games that they lost a year ago to get a nice victory on the road. And really, uh, you know, even if they get in a stressful situation, and end up winning the ball game, that would be huge for this Oklahoma football team. All right, thanks to Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring hour number one. We're here at Cavens Group. 
Got another hour to go. Scott Sodder, uh, Satterfield audio and more coming up next. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans. KREF, Norman, Oklahoma. And streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. We are back. All right. You don't want to hold the line, Toto, when you have an emergency situation. You need somebody on that line immediately. And I've given you those lines many times in the Oklahoma City metro area, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. And their toll-free line now here at Cavens Group, uh, 800-594-4437. You need... uh, Somebody to pick up the phone and pick up the phone now. You you don't need to hold the line, right, Gary? And you guys are available 24-7, 365. 100%. We're ready to help, and that's what we're here to do. We train and dev- and go through uh, hours and hours of training and development to make sure we're ready to respond. Okay, so I understand a couple uh, home fires you guys have been out on, right? And uh, this yes. week... Uh, what does that entail? And, uh, you know, uh, obviously you guys are out trying to, uh, to find out how it happened, what, you know, what happened, and, uh, and trying to clean up from that. But um, give us a, an idea. A crew gets there. What happens? Well, we, uh, once we get on site, we, uh, on a fire, we get in, we assess the situation, we find out, you know, we, we make sure the fire department's handed it off, make sure it's structural safe, and then we'll go in and evaluate everything further and we'll get in there and we'll um, start doing the dry out process and start getting it ventilated and airing it out and uh, there's a lot of steps that we go through that we train our guys to do Uh, but you know it's important that you just don't let it set Uh, we have a fire in uh, Oklahoma City where the gentleman it was a, a rental property gentleman had it and now he's got he didn't hire anybody in right away to do it. They've got mold growth everywhere because the firefighters used water to put the mold, put the fire, put the mold out, put the fire out. And, um, and then, uh, it never got dried because they never called anybody. It just sat there and stewed for about six months. And so they had mold growing in the kitchen behind the walls and everywhere. And it was just, it turned into much more of a, a process than it needed to be and more of an expense too, because this insurance policy for this house doesn't cover mold. It only, it'll cover the fire. It'll cover water damage, but it won't cover the mold because they look at it as they didn't prevent that mold from happening after the fire happened in the house and so now they've got a mold issue that they've got to pay for out of pocket uh, because they didn't call somebody right away and they let it sit so that's important to pick up the phone you know while the fire department's there you know they're dealing with the fire you're making sure everybody's okay once you make sure everybody's okay and everything's good pick up the phone call us We'll come right there and we'll help walk you through the process. What you don't want to do is you don't want to wait. And the other thing you don't want to do is there's a couple of national brands out there that are ambulance chasers and they're just going to show up and start talking to you. Use somebody local. Don't use the ambulance chasers. Um, you know, use somebody that's going to give back to the community and 
give back to where your kids go to school, you know, in, in senior programs and just all kinds of different things with the community. That's what we do. And, you know, but we'll help you through that process because it is a process because you've got contents that are affected, your clothing, um, toothbrushes. I mean, everything you just don't think about at that time. We're through it. We've gone through it. We're trained in it. And we can help walk you through that process and get you back um, to where you were before the fire. And that's really important to us. And we do the same thing on mold and water and crime scene, uh, tear gas cleanup, you know, uh, sudden death cleanup, all that kind of stuff. We, we help with that. And we have been doing this for a long time now. And um, we can help you through those processes. You guys, I, uh, you've been in business 13 years. I think it was the, uh, the Great Taco Fire, I believe, in 2009. This was my uh, old radio buddy, Lump, who was brilliant in many ways, but also could be somewhat absent-minded. So here's what happened, because I was thinking about the fire. He was, my old radio buddy, at the old station I used to work for, was working on a project, and he decided he was going to make tacos. So he was making the taco meat on the stove and everything and putting all the, Then he went back, got on his computer, tried to do some radio editing or whatever. And they thought, you know what? I'm hungry. I'm going to go get some tacos. Forgot that he was making tacos. Came back with a sack full of tacos. When he came back, his house was up in flames. The fire department was everywhere. And it was the tacos on the stove that caught the house on fire. Now, we gave him, it was sad, you know, we, we had to wait for a while because of the, you know, you don't want to go, oh, my God, dude, what? But we gave him so much grief for that because <laughs> he he went to get tacos because he forgot he was making tacos. And when he came back with the tacos, the tacos that he was making caused the home to burn down and totaled the home. Now, luckily, insurance and everything took care of it. So, they, but that was the taco fire. See, you guys could have been there. And helped out there. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, we uh, we have guys on call 24-7, 365 to deal with crime scene cleanup, mold, fire, water. We're here to help, and we're here to help Saturday, Sunday, night, weekends, whenever you have your emergency. We have guys on standby ready to go, and we just continue to grow, and we continue to hire. We have a bunch of new uh, people here that we've been going through training and development with, and we have all of our old people that have been with us forever, and uh, you know they're continuing to train and develop too, and we're just super excited to be able to um, help everybody in need uh, in, the, in Oklahoma, whether you're in Tulsa, you're in Norman, you're in Oklahoma City, you're in Edmond, you're in Ardmore. Um, we're here to help. Stillwater, wherever you're at, we're here to help. All right, Gary, and you guys have given uh, given away really uh, nearly a half million dollars now back to the community, uh, which is great. So you guys are investing in back into the communities that we all live in here. So not only are you helping people with your emergency services, but you're giving back as well. We appreciate you. Always enjoy talking to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. The one and only Gary Cabins here at Cabins Group. He's the head coach here. He calls the shots. He's got some great coordinators. Chris Smith, his uh, roofing coordinator, one of the best in the business. Amanda, also behind the scenes, somewhat. 
great coordinator. you got to have a great coaching staff. It starts with a head coach, but you need good coordinators as well. And Duke, the wonder dog, the canine coordinator here as well, considered to be one of the very best in the business. All right, uh, let's play this clip. Parker, I want you to react to it. Scott Satterfield on his radio show the other night, he was asked about, uh, and this is the one where he's talking about impressions of Oklahoma. Uh, here's what he said. They they open up the questions to fans, and this one guy, Coach, Oklahoma's usually really good. What do you think of Oklahoma? And here's what Scott Satterfield said. These are his impressions of Oklahoma from his radio show. You know, Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback, and you guys are familiar with him. He, you know, played at Central Florida. Um, I think, uh, you know, Sauce Garner, I think, intercepted him, uh, you know, back several years ago, which is a big play. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's played here before, and, you know, and got the, got a nail. But uh, so, uh, but I think he's, he's, he's played at a high level so far. Uh, he's completing 83% of his passes in the first three games, which is incredible. It's hard to do that on air. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think there's any, like, one particular. I think they just do a really good job. One, one of the things they do offensively, they, they may go as fast as anybody in the country in, in the first three games so far. So when they come in here, you'll know. I mean, there's times on the, on the, on the clock there, you know, there's 40-second clock that there's 34 seconds has, and they're snapping the ball, you know, which is hard to do. I mean, I, I, you run a play and then you get right back on the line of scrimmage and, and snap it again. So um, they really threaten you horizontally and vertically, so they're going to they're gonna throw a lot of balls into flats. Um, and then, you know, trying to get you to get down, and next thing you know, they're going to take you over the top. Um, they've done that those, these three games this week uh, or this year so far. Um, they have a lot of good skilled players. Stoops, is, um, who was the head coach there, his son is number 12, had a couple of cuts, touchdown catches last week, um, who's a very solid player. Um, you know, but I think overall they, they have a, you know, like you mentioned, I mean, as a team, I think they've done a really nice job defensively, offensively. You know, Venables, the head coach there, was, a, was the defense coordinator at Clemson for many, many years. He's, he's got his defense planted at a high level this year. Um, I think you can tell he's really involved now with that defense, and they bring a lot of pressure and doing a lot of different things on that side of the ball. But, um, but they've they played lights out so far. There you go, Parker Thune. That is Scott Satterfield uh, talking about the Oklahoma Sooners. You did hear in there, you know, praise for Dylan Gabriel, but he also said he's been here before, took an L. Uh, so what are we thinking about uh, Cincinnati? If they had beaten Miami O last week and rolled into this matchup 3-0, and and keep in mind you still got big noon Saturday there, national game, Gus Johnson, Joe Clad, Jenny Taft uh, on the call. But uh, – do you think that there are some OU fans maybe underestimating Cincinnati also? Uh, you don't seem like you're that worried about them to me either. Um, and I'm not saying you're disrespecting them, but what's your take on Cincinnati coming into this game? Because it seems like, obviously, a lot of people changed their tune on uh, on Cincinnati after last week. Yeah, I think this is a good football team objectively they've got talent on both sides of the ball, especially on the defensive front. And I I think it's also fair to acknowledge that Oklahoma is and should be better than them in that regard. And they're going to need to play above and beyond their standard in order to beat Oklahoma in this football game. And Scott Satterfield, you know, it's interesting. All of his comments were very matter-of-fact. I don't think he said anything that necessarily warrants a specific reaction, but the one thing he did mention about Dylan Gabriel is that he's completed 83% of his passes, which leads the nation right now. And so I imagine that is what Cincinnati is 
drilling most carefully and most intentionally in practice throughout the week is, okay, let's get our secondary ready. Let's do everything we need to do to make sure that we are ready to combat Oklahoma's pace of play, to combat Dylan Gabriel's quick reads, and to generally make sure that Oklahoma can't throw the ball all over the yard on us because we feel good about our front seven. We feel good about our odds of stopping Oklahoma's run game, and I would imagine Cincinnati does. I I would think they have confidence in what they're rolling out there on the defensive front. But the secondary has not been spectacular for Cincinnati. I mean, that's... There was a time where that was a hallmark of strength for their program. You think about the Sauce Gardner days. You don't have a Sauce Gardner anymore at Cincinnati. You don't have a guy that's going to be able to make those types of plays to flip field position, create turnovers, uh, generally power down one entire side of the field for Dylan Gabriel in this Oklahoma passing attack. So Cincinnati, I would imagine in practice throughout this week, what they're emphasizing more so than anything else is, okay, we need, A, to have a ton of – we need our secondary to play above par, and we also need them to be well-conditioned in order to be able to keep up with the incredible pace that Oklahoma is going to play at. There you go. And uh, Scott Satterfield again, you know, it was Sauce Gardner who picked Dylan Gabriel in that game, which was a 42-35 uh, loss, uh, I believe, was the uh, the final tally. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. As we get ready for a break, we also want to thank our hour number two sponsor, Oklahoma Generator. They are family-owned and operated. Great customer service, great reputation there. They're Oklahoma's highest rated and longest operating Generac dealer. They're currently offering new customer discounts, a free 10-year warranty, and that comes with a new installation. Free 10-year warranty for new customers. Again, 10-year warranty with new installations. Check them out online, okgen.com, or you can call them at 405-321-6631. Our thanks to Oklahoma generator all right break time we'll get back to the uh, text line uh when we get back here at caven's group parker's on the road and good to have you with us right here thursday edition of steel man and thune on the home of sooner fans sound off any time of day on the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 knippelmeyer chevrolet in blanchard usa we are back here at Cavens Group. We just had Gary on. We've been talking about what else? Sooner football, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, 11 a.m. from Nippert Stadium, an old bandbox kind of stadium, seats about 40,000. Uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting atmosphere. Cincinnati, they're fired up. I, I know it was a disappointment to lose to Miami Owen overtime last week, but they're going to have a, a great crowd uh, again, they're going to have a ton of people there, uh, at least making a lot of noise, 40,000 uh, for Big Noon Saturday there as well. So, uh, And, again, the thing for Sooner fans, last year, man, things looked good, 3-0 and at this point last year, and then 3-7 and the rest of the way. Now, that's not going to happen this year. But the question is, you know, is it Oklahoma a 9-3 team? Is Oklahoma ten and two team? Is Oklahoma an eleven and one team? Or you know, could the stars align and the Sooners win all the close games they uh, they they're in? You know, this year and maybe uh, you know run the table uh, with the Big Twelve this year in college football. 
with a lot of parity. I, you know, Georgia, is this a great Georgia team? No, they're still the favorite, but uh, not as good as they have been. So we'll see. Uh, but we'll find out, certainly, I think, a lot more about this Oklahoma team and this matchup coming up on Saturday. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, if you're uh, in your 40s or older, usually we're thinking about the age of 43 is about the time it, it happens on average. And if you are thinking about improving your vision, you know, you got the old uh, Mr. Magoo glasses or the uh, reading glasses or, you know, you get a text and you got to hold the phone nine miles away just to read it or put it right there in front of your face. Well, let me introduce you to a solution. The new LASIK, or in, uh, in simpler terms, lens replacement. Lens replacement provides a permanent solution to your vision needs, unlike LASIK, which, again, often leaves you still needing reading glasses down the road or adjusting to monovision. Lens replacement can eliminate the need for additional eyewear after your surgery, and the best part about that with lens replacement, you can forget about cataract surgery. You'll never ever needed that's a big deal lens replacement the new lasik it's a major leap forward in vision correction so if you're ready to see 2020 then check out the new lasik available at the new lasik.com all right uh parker you want to go back to the text line the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line yeah aj and edmund says have y'all commented on the brent venables infinity stone graphic that dropped after danny okoye's commitment <laughs> we have not and what I immediately noticed, Steely, is that, you know, as per the canon, there are six Infinity Stones. The Sooners only have five defensive line commits right now. So, there's a stone still out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you get all six, what happens? Pretty powerful, right? With that, And, of course, they're hoping that would be williams Winery. Now, you need Memphis to get the dub because... Missouri already was in a very losable situation last week, but Kansas State did un-K-State-like things. You know, made some mistakes. They're usually so well coached. Luther Burden is, well, big time. Uh, And we we all thought he was, you know, at one point coming to OU, but uh, he made a lot of plays. But that's one of the games you were hoping, if you're a Sooner fan, that Missouri would lose. And there's still a lot of losable games left, including this one against Memphis this weekend. What do you think it's going to Captain gonna t- Willard says. Is there any way, by the way, Parker, sorry to interrupt, that the Sooners, no, the Sooners could still flip williams Winery if Missouri runs off like a... Eight and four, nine and three, which I don't think they will. But I mean, is how it, much? How much does it depend on Missouri having cratering this season to a certain extent? Is it more difficult at that point to flip that kid? Yes. Does it make it impossible? Absolutely not. So the degree of difficulty would increase, but I there's just a lot of deep seated relationships there, man, and a lot that pulls that kid to Oklahoma, and so. I, it, look, if Missouri goes twelve and zero, or shoot ten and two for that matter, then maybe they stand a pretty good chance of hanging on to the kid. But unless it is a really, really, really impressive season for Missouri that not only gets drink off the hot seat but solidifies his job security, then I still like Oklahoma in the long run. There, uh, Captain Willard says, last year was a fluke. All caps. 
chaos in the wake of mule shoes sabotage new install on both sides no deep ball and horrible on late downs much improved this season we're upset about two or three bad series on defense last season our players didn't even know the defense personnel improved iq boosted i'm still pounding the bv kool-aid the process is working and we're about to see it there you go that's a confidence sooner right there and you know what may very well be right because there was a lot last year that wasn't pretty but there was also a lot last year that you know i think that we how many times had we seen a really really highly skilled quarterback save the day for oklahoma of course caleb williams we're talking about most recently but it was the offense was so prolific that they could overcome the defense in most of these situations, right? Well, last year that certainly changed. But, um, you know, we'll see. I, You know what? I, li- I kind of like the sound of that tweet. That's that's a confident Sooner fan right there. Here, Here's a question that you are the only one amongst us two qualified to answer, Steely, because I was less than two years old at the time. But Ellis and B.A. wants to know, is this season at all reminiscent of the 2000 season right now i mean it could be it it could be and uh i think you know where oklahoma started you know red october when you talk about the texas game uh then you look at k-state and uh obviously the the crown jewel of that was the nebraska game uh remember nebraska led that 14 to nothing i I don't know. I mean, you know, a lot of people made those comparisons second year, left-handed quarterback, who are you opening up, you know, all that stuff. But um, yeah, we will know. I think if they uh, – I, I think they're going to win this game Saturday. I think they'll take care, obviously, of Iowa State. And if they can go to the Cotton Bowl and, uh, and, and beat that Texas team, which, again, I think is still beatable. Uh, like I said, you got to give them props. For the win in Tuscaloosa, I, I don't care who Alabama is trotting out there. It's not easy to win there at Bryant Denny Stadium. But uh, talk to me after the Cotton Bowl, and we'll see. Sooner Gundy says the difference is that the schedule they played that year, speaking of 2000, was a lot tougher. And Chapstick said something similar: the Big 12 is nowhere near as good as it was true in 2000. Yeah, and, and that's right. And you think about the teams you that I just rattled off right there. You know, they were all really good teams. Well, Texas ended up being, you know, Oklahoma just rolled that game. But still, uh, it's much more in terms of just the schedule. I don't look at anybody in this league, and, and uh, you know, as much as I give Texas props for that win still over the Crimson Tide on the road, I don't look at anybody and say, man, that, that's a team right there. You know, so if the Sooners can continue to do what they're doing, gain more confidence, make big plays in bigger games, yes, I mean, there's there's not a game on this schedule they can't win, and I wouldn't totally rule out the possibility of run, uh, running the table. Uh, I still wouldn't bet on it, but uh, because even great teams sometimes slip up. But uh, those textures are right. The, that was a much more rugged conference slate. Yeah, well, and consider the fact that Oklahoma, I was talking about this this morning with a couple of buddies, Oklahoma hasn't even started a season 8-0 and 
since 2004. So it's been almost 20 years since the Sooners won more than their first seven games in a row. So going undefeated in college football is a very difficult thing to do. I think we may have lost Parker into the uh, void, the great void again, but he'll come back. Uh, By the way, Jim in Arlington uh, lets us know that Danny Stutzman uh, also gets the pro football focus honor as their defensive player of the week. So another honor for Danny Stutzman. All right. Does it sound like Parker's driving right now to everybody? Is he driving and reading texts? I mean, I know he's a smart kid. He's probably got a nice setup where he can see them without any problem. But you know what? The the Oklahoma Highway Safety Council might have some other ideas, might have some. Uh, so, again, it sounds like the signal faded out there, obviously. So let's take a quick timeout. Here at Cavens Group, Mike Steely with you. We've got another half hour to go. Don't forget, obviously, we're going to get locked in top of the hour. More on Danny Okoye's commitment. Last night, moving the Sooners up to five in the rivals' ranking, seven and twenty-four-seven sports or two-four-seven sports. Uh, Oklahoma now with twenty-four overall commitments, and that power line again. Now the defensive line: David Stone, five-star, four stars, and Nigel Smith, Danny Okoye, Wyatt Gilmore, three-star Jaden Jackson, who looks like an underrated three-star to me. Uh, and can the Sooners possibly flip Williams Winery? Uh, down the stretch we'll see all right let's take a break right here mike steely here at cavens group on this thursday edition of steel man and thune and we're coming right back here on the ref the ref radio sports network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at brown o'haver fire wind theft or tornado we can help call 405-735-5510 Yes, sir. Welcome back. What a tune that is. Earth, Wind, and Fire was back to reopen the Showplace Theater after three-plus years. And what a show that was, June 23rd. I mean, you got to get up and move. Even a guy who can't dance like me, well, no, you don't want me dancing. Elaine Bennis looks like a trained and skilled dancer next to me. So that's one of the reasons I don't dance. People say, well, you know, just uh, dance like nobody's watching. No, because the problem is everybody is watching. So I have a no dance policy. And that's just me. You don't want to see it. All right. Uh, this Friday at Riverwind Casino, we've got another great show at the Showplace Theater. Joe Nichols and Tyler Farr happening this Friday. We did have uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire to kick it off. Then we had Collective Soul and Josh Turner. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian, had two shows in July. In August, we brought Dwight Yoakam out at the Showplace Theater, Counting Crows. September, we just had great back-to-back Friday night shows with REO Speedwagon, September 8th, and... Chicago last Friday night. And this Friday night, Joe Nichols and Tyler Farr on the Showplace Theater stage. Soon to come in uh, October, we've got Foreigner, Carly Pierce in November. Uh, also in October, Rodney Carrington in November. we got Flatland Cavalry, uh, Aaron Lewis, Lee Bryce on the way in December. Justin Moore, by the way, was just added uh, November 18th. Two shows added this week, Justin Moore. 
November 18th, and uh, the comedian Joe Coy in January, January 27th. Boys to Men, January 10th. So big shows happening at the Showplace Theater, including another one this Friday night, Joe Nichols and Tyler Farr. And then the Beats and Bites show, October 22nd, the Fall Beats and Bites show, Gin Blossoms and Tonic on the Coupe Works Beats and Bites stage. You can get your tickets. By the way, the Beats and Bites shows are only 10 bucks a piece. Kids under 12 get in free. Get your tickets online at Riverwind.com or at the Riverwind Casino box office right there uh, by the Showplace Theater. Okay, a couple of clips. We'll get back to Parker and some more texts. Emory Jones. Remember the Sooners faced him in that Cotton Bowl where they blew away Florida. He, uh, I think he ran for 60 yards and a touchdown. Uh, was like 50%, I think, on his passes, uh, but did not throw for a touchdown. And the Sooners dominated that night. Uh, but Emory Jones, again, last year at Arizona State after four years at Florida, and now uh, the QB at Cincinnati, very mobile, and uh, the Sooners will have a challenge coming up Saturday. Here's Ted Roof on facing Emory Jones. He's really mobile, uh, explosive, makes a explosive plays with both his arm and his feet. He's not just a, a running quarterback. He's a guy that can read coverages and throw it and throws it accurately. And a strong arm can make all the throws. And on top of that, you know, like you said, the uh, the athleticism, the ability to, to tuck it down and run and extend plays with his feet. So defensively, that presents a lot of problems. And it's something, you know, from a contained standpoint, we got to limit his area of operation. There you go. But Cincinnati's got to deal with a red-hot quarterback. And Dylan Gabriel, his completion percentage, the best in the country. He is playing Really good football right now, no doubt. 11 touchdowns, only one pick on the year. Uh, looks to be right now in total command of that Oklahoma offense. And, yeah, the opposition is not, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, top shelf so far through three games. But, again, Dylan Gabriel looks pretty smooth. Here is Dylan Gabriel uh, the other day talking about this matchup Saturday with Cincinnati. I think they're, you know, really talented. Obviously, they've played a, a bunch of good football, and, Lost a close one, but you know they're a really good team and um, have a really good defense. So it'd be a great challenge, uh, you know, playing there and excited to you know get out there. You know, I think we're very aware that you know conference play is coming and non-conference is coming to a close. But I, I love you know just the the focus, regardless of what it is. It's for us. It's just one week at a time and keeping that the main focus, and that'll take care of, of everything. There you go. There you go, Dylan Gabriel again, who has been on fire early to start the season for Oklahoma. All right, Parker, are you back? You good to go? I'm back, Steely. Can you hear me okay? I don't sound you, like Deep Blue the chess computer, do I? Are you driving and reading texts? No, I am not driving and reading texts. All right. Well, there's a little background sound. It sounds like I was going to have to alert the Oklahoma Highway Safety uh, Office or something because I will not have uh, my prize partner here driving and reading texts. That's too dangerous. So it just there's no, a little background me, sound. Okay, I got you. I just wanted to know yes, because it no, sounds me, like. I... Listen, uh, believe me, Steely. It, I, if I were driving with this headset on, period, no matter what else I was doing, I would not last very long on the open road. There you go. All right. Well, it just it sounds like there's a little whoosh sound kind of in the background like you're driving. I just wanted to make sure. I, I'm concerned. I'm a concerned parent here because I'm kind of the parent here 
with your dad there in the great state of Nebraska. So I'm just making sure. I I didn't think you were, but I wanted to make 100% certain. All right, 405-651-3439. What else do we have? Let's see. Brian from Cameron says, with all the other coincidences, a left-handed quarterback, a second-year head coach, playing Arkansas State in the non-con. If DG finishes behind Jordan Travis in the highest race, I'm betting the farm on OU to win the national championship. Boomer Sooner. You know, it's such an interesting year uh, because, I, you know, I don't look out there and say, man, that is an unbelievable team. Now, Georgia's had a great run. Uh, no doubt, and they still have a great shot, no doubt. But you look at, we'll find out more about Ohio State. You talk about the uh, the best programs recently in college football, all with new quarterbacks, you know. Um, but, that, you know, the, the scary thing is this is the kind of year where frickin' mule shoe could somehow sleaze his way in there and do it, uh, which I, I don't know if I could take that mentally. Now, do I think they're going to do it? No. But if there's a year when you have the best quarterback in the country and your defense is maybe a little bit better than it was a year ago, and this is the kind of year, please, football gods, don't let it happen. Do not let it happen. Does that frighten you at all, Parker Thune, that this might be the kind of year where somehow USC, even with a defense that's very questionable, with the superstar level quarterback, that this might be the kind of year where they could actually break through. Listen, Steely, I I don't think for your sake, a good and intelligent creator God would allow USC to win a national title. I think He loves you a little bit more than that. Uh, interesting point on the text line from a listener here in the four hundred five. The thing about the 2000 team that goes very under the radar is that they had no major injuries. Now, Oklahoma's banged up. I shouldn't say banged up. They're not nearly as banged up as a program like Kansas State is right now, Steely. But Oklahoma's got a couple guys that are dealing with things. Justin Harrington obviously going to miss several games at the very least. We know that much. Reggie Pearson left the game. Savion Bird left the game against Tulsa. DeSal McCullough's working back from that ankle sprain that he suffered in the season opener. And I don't know if R. Mason Thomas has been 100% yet, but uh, one thing that has remained consistent through three games for Oklahoma and that you would hope remains a, uh, a constant for this program going forward is that you don't have any of your major contributors sidelined. Obviously, we saw how haywire things went last year when Dylan Gabriel had to miss time, but uh, when you think about your, you know, the, the Danny Stutzmans, the Billy Bowmans, Woody Washingtons, uh, players of that ilk, the guys that, you know, the, the, you think about who might be replacing them, and there's naturally going to be a pretty significant drop-off in the level of play. All those guys have stayed healthy through three games for Oklahoma thus far, and you would like to see that continue. I, and I want to loop back around to a text that we got in the first hour of the show. I forgot to read it, but it's a really good point from a listener who said, you guys need to give Woody Washington his due because – if his name isn't getting mentioned, it means he's doing his job and doing it well. 
Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. And uh, Woody is, look, cornerbacks are going to get beat every now and then, but so far, man, it's a pretty clean slate for Woody Washington, no question. All right, break time right here. Cavens Group on a Thursday, emergency services, you need help, mold investigations and testing, structural fire and wildlife investigation and testing, water intrusion investigation, groundwater investigation and testing. They are the best in the business, over 13 years in the business now, with a tremendous reputation, the very best, as a matter of fact. In the Oklahoma City area, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612, and their toll-free number now available, 800-594-4437, online at Caven, C-A-V-I-N-S, at cavensgroup.com. One more segment to go. We'll get as many texts in as we can. And uh, talk about the weekend slate a little bit as well. Here next on the Home of Sooner Fans. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas are just what you need on your drive home. It's the Rush weekday afternoons from 2 to 6 on your home for Sooner Fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Here at Cavens on a Thursday, one final segment. We're going to get locked in again at the uh, top of the hour. A lot of thoughts and uh projections on what could happen with Sooner Recruiting down the stretch. But the good news for OU fans, Danny Okoye did commit to Oklahoma as expected last night, 24 now in this 2023 class, which is moving on up, number five in uh, Rivals and number seven in the 247 Sports Composite Rankings. So Brent Venables and company putting together another outstanding uh, high school class. And, uh, man, Todd Bates, Miguel Chavis, uh, the power line, Parker Thune, is uh, looking pretty good. They're, they're filling out more of those pictures. I know they'd love to have Williams win and maybe there would be a flip, who knows, down the stretch. But uh, tell everybody again how big a get this is and, uh, you know, where Oklahoma was with Danny Okoye uh, six months ago, seven months ago, which was really nowhere and how this all uh, wound up being Oklahoma. Yeah, well, Danny Okoye, much unlike many Oklahoma kids as they go through the recruitment process, really had no interest in OU. Came from an Oklahoma State family, was really turned off by what Oklahoma did defensively a year ago, and uh, got to the point between him and the OU staff where he just had expressed so little interest that the staff told him, okay, look, we're going to go our separate ways, and... If you find yourself wanting to rekindle things down the road, you hit us up. But we're not going to blow you up if you really don't want to come here. So things went dead for a little while. Well, he picks up the phone, calls Miguel Chavis, gets an unofficial visit scheduled this past May. And what Oklahoma accomplished on that unofficial visit, Steely, I mean, it would it would have been one thing to reemerge as a contender in Okoye's recruitment on the heels of one visit. The Sooners didn't just do that, Steely. They emerged as the front runner, and they held that lead. They held that advantage for four months all the way up until his commitment last night. So we're talking about a guy that is number 180 overall in the nation in the rivals' rankings, the number one player in the state of Oklahoma, number nine strong side defensive end, six foot five pushing 250 pounds, has all of the measurables, has all of the intangibles to be a dominant player at the next level. 
probably going to take a year for him to make the competitive jump. You know, you probably don't want to put massive expectations on his shoulders for him as a true freshman, but definitely somebody that once you're firmly established in the SEC is going to be making life very difficult off the edge for opposing quarterbacks. All right. Uh, what are we thinking about? This weekend slate looks awesome, no doubt, particularly after uh, the slate we had college football-wise last week. I mean, early you've got Florida State at Clemson on ABC. Clemson at home. Uh, Florida State, though, favored in that game. I think it's two and a half. You've got uh, 2.30 on ABC, Colorado at Oregon, 2.30 on Fox, UCLA at Utah, 2.30 on CBS Saturday, Old Miss at Alabama. 6 o'clock on ESPN, you have uh, Arkansas at LSU, Arkansas losing to BYU in Fayetteville last week. And then you've got Oregon State and Washington State, 6 o'clock on Fox, the two uh, the two. The last two standing uh, in the Pac-12. And then, of course, 6.30 on NBC Saturday night, you have Ohio State at Notre Dame. So which games are you most excited about this weekend? Because this is a really good weekend of college football. If you had to pick, like, two of these games, what would they be? Give me Clemson, Florida State, and give me Notre Dame, Ohio State. Because, I mean, those are probably the two headliner matchups. But I'm really really intrigued by the spread in both of those games because last i checked last i checked florida state was only favored by two and a half against clemson if i'm not mistaken which i would expect expect that spread to be wider even in death valley i like florida state in that football game and i also think i also think this is a weekend where marcus freeman and notre dame could make a statement because i am not sold on ohio state I think that program has a lot of questions that haven't been answered for me with how much turnover they had from a season ago, most specifically at the quarterback position. I don't know if folks nationally are giving Notre Dame their due right now. I think that's a football team that's more than capable of standing their ground on their home field in South Bend and holding off the Buckeyes. Yeah, Sam Hartman's been really good, and, uh, you know, we'll see. Obviously, uh, a heck of a matchup. Ohio State and Notre Dame, 6.30 on NBC. But uh, it's going to be a fun weekend of college football. There is no doubt about it. All right. I want to thank Gary and the people here at Cabins. They're awesome. They're always so uh, hospitable and accommodating here. Uh, Love being out here, Amanda. And, uh, well, of course, Duke and Simba, the two great dogs out here. Very important that uh, they're happy, and they always are, seeing us walk through the door. And, uh, of course, Cavens will do uh, great things for you now. Hopefully, you know, you don't have to call them because emergency services is what they do. Uh, But don't forget about my man Chris Smith, who heads up the uh, roofing division here. If you need a roofing inspection, you have roof damage, uh, he'll get you uh, taken care of as well. Uh, we are talking about, again, mold investigation and testing, structural fire, wildfire investigation and testing, water intrusion investigation, groundwater investigation and testing, uh, emergency services, mold removal, emergency rotter extraction, structural drying, um, emergency, emergency board ups, uh, smoke and fire damage cleanups, all happening. That's what they do here at Cabins, and the reputation is they are the very best. So thank you to Gary. And everybody out here at Cavens Group.
Tomorrow we will be out at the one and only Riverwind Casino getting ready for a big football weekend. Can't wait to get out there and see uh, Justin and the crew out at Riverwind Casino. Big show at the Showplace Theater tomorrow night. Joe Nichols and Tyler Farr should be a great Friday. Everybody, have a great rest of your day. We'll see you. For the latest recruiting and Sooner news, catch Tyler McComas and Parker Thune on Locked In. Weekday afternoons from 2 to 3, right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app.